Hey, fellow Mathers, before we get into this episode, we want to share with you how you can get access to free content, professional learning that will keep your students engaged and doing the math that matters. Get ready to go to this link, mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. That's right. Registration is open for the free Math is Figure Outable challenge that's starting May 15th and runs to the 17th at 7 p.m. Central. We're going to have three nights jam-packed with learning and routines that you can take straight to your classroom. In these challenges, we have a great time. We do some math, talk about classroom experiences, give away super cool bonuses and prizes. You won't just walk away with routines that are naturally engaging and encourage your students to think mathematically. You'll also have a chance to win over 6 k worth in prizes, including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co-host, Kim, and special guest, Jenna Labe. You can register at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Now on to the show. Hey, fellow mathematicians. Welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, where you're waiting to be told or shown what to do. But it's about making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can mentor students to think and reason like mathematicians. Not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching mathematics, but y'all, rotely repeating steps actually keep students from being the mathematicians they can be. So we're super excited over here at Math is Figure Outable Land uh, because we currently have registration open for all of Pam's workshops. Lots of people from all over the world, which is really cool, are jumping in and reaching out about how much they love the work around subtraction that we did in the challenge. And they want to know more about the newest workshop uh, we have available, which is Building Powerful Subtraction. Y'all, I'm so excited about this uh, workshop. Super excited. It's been a fantastic um, week where we did the challenge and subtraction and all the people from around the world. And the new subtraction workshop is amazing. Uh, Subtraction is the operation that kind of gets shoved to the side, but we all know students need support. And the workshop is finally here to support you as you teach subtraction. And this is one of the uh, times of the year where I get to interact in the message boards of the workshops. And that is so cool. I was just answering some of the comments um, just last night, um, actually, Kim, and uh, is one of the, my favorite things that I do. Um, I know, yeah. I'll tell you, the team keeps trying to say, you don't have time to do that. And I'm like, but it's so much fun. <laughs> it's fun. Um, and I don't know, it really keeps me in touch with kind of the things that you're thinking about. And it energizes yep. me as I watch people over the course of a workshop just go, whoa, like this, was, I thought this was good in the beginning, but my brain is changing. And uh, just last night, somebody said, I'm now looking at problems in a completely different way. I, my, the, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just maybe leave it there. Yep. It's, it, it's so much fun. So if yep. you want to join us, you can check out what we have to offer at mathisfigureoutable.com slash workshops is a place to go. Mathisfigureoutable.com. Yeah, I love when you check the message boards too, because you send me some super fun <laughs> screenshots of quotes and um, we get to chat about it. So I'm looking forward to that. So today we're going to chat about something that's actually come up a couple of times in the uh, in the past, mm-hmm. but it's really been on my mind lately and in our chat. So mm-hmm. not too terribly long ago, you were doing a virtual event that I was just a part of and a participant told you what they were thinking about how to solve a problem. And you asked a question back to nudge them. And, and their response was, I don't know why that's just what my brain did. 
And I have to tell you, in that moment when it happened, I kind of uh, winced a little bit and I sat back and I was kind of participating, but mostly I was thinking about why that response, I don't know why, that's just what my brain did, felt a little bit like crunchy to me. So afterwards I mentioned it to you. Do you remember when we, I called you and I was like, Hey, I have a thought. Yeah, I do. Because I think you were really wrestling with why did that, um, not res- me, yeah. it, it, it didn't resonate with you. Right. It wasn't yeah. like, you're like, yeah, you were like, mm, how do I, how do I feel about that? Like what? Yep. And you were trying to figure out kind of how that bothered you. And I was like, yeah, like th- when I travel, work with teachers all over the place, uh, do virtual events. I, I will often get statements like that. See if these, yep. if these resonate for you. Like sometimes I'll say, did you use the problem before? And they'll say no. And I'll say, could you? And they'll say, ah, my brain just doesn't go there. Or they'll uh-huh. say, my, my brain just starts doing steps. Mm-hmm. Or um, they might say, it's it's the first thing I think about is not using, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm kind of, yeah. like you said, sort of trying to nudge something. And they're kind of like, that's not where my brain, my my, my brain doesn't do that. It's not going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think those all sound uh, related. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So after, after I called you and I kind of chatted for a few minutes, um, I took some time to think about that. Yeah. To be clear, n- neither of us are irritated, right? It's not, we're no, not no, irritated. No, no, no. It's, it's no, noteworthy. I, it's noteworthy. Yes. Like, hmm, like, we're, like, let's make some sense of why that's pinging for us. Yeah. 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 So, and I did take some time because I wondered why I had that reaction. Like yeah. something, yeah. you know, something didn't sit right. So I think that we all have habits that we've formed about lots of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's not new. It's not uh, earth shattering to say we have, you know, <laughs> tons of habits and they're based on experiences. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's true in mathematics as well. You and I grew up creating habits about our mathematical behavior, uh, the way we, that we approach problems uh, or math in general. And as we did more and more and more and more, we cemented our habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and your habits were a little bit different than mine because my experiences were different than yours. Yeah, absolutely. I think you had an experience of a dad and a brother that were often talking about playing with numbers and mm-hmm. the relationships they were using. It's funny uh, now that my dad and I are talking more about numbers. He was doing stuff like that in his head. He just never talk about it. Yeah. So I did not have somebody um, around me. Well, same with my mom. She was doing it. Her excuse is that her native language was German, Swiss German. And so she, she we, we spoke English together. So, and I was getting good grades in math. Yeah. And so we yeah. just didn't, uh, I didn't have anybody that was kind of lobbying any relationships at me. I was sort of figuring it out um, on my own. But what I was figuring out was how to make sense of the procedures that teachers were giving me. Yeah. Um, that I, I knew that math meant wait for the teacher to tell you what to do, mimic what the teacher was doing. If you couldn't figure out why to do the next step, then, you know, do four more of them and check your answer and nope, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and and, and go back and forth. Oh yeah, that got me the right answer. So it's got to be this thing. Um, And then just try to memorize which ones kind of came when. And that was my, that was my experience. When I saw a subtraction problem, those numbers lined up. And mm-hmm. in my head, like, and, and I saw little crossy outies and nines and, and zeros. And I didn't, that that's where my brain naturally went. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when, um, this participant said, that's just what my brain did, they had a habit, right? I, I don't doubt that that happened for them. They had a natural yeah. inclination towards whatever their thinking was. Mm. But I think what's really important to note here is that just like any habit that we have, any natural inclination, it can be changed. Once you're aware and you're willing to think differently, 
And I don't think it's sufficient to just leave with, that's just what I do. I think once people are aware that there is that they something have else, yeah, it's like they, yeah. they can, they, there's something else that they can do, mm-hmm. then they have to, and if they're willing to think differently, um, it's, it's no longer sufficient to just say, well, my brain does that. Yeah. So it's almost like I'm thinking kind of a two-part thing. Once you can acknowledge the way, mm-hmm. what your perspective is, what your inclination is, and you can acknowledge there is something else that seems to be, um, mm-hmm. uh, what's a good word? Desirable. It seems to mm-hmm. be uh, more efficient or um, yeah. sophisticated or any of those sort of positive things that, that we can then have that growth mindset to say, I, I want that. Like that. Yeah. That it, yeah. Go ahead. Well, and, and I think that's what's that, what I settled on was that's what, um, struck me is that it felt very like, because that's what my brain did, I'm stuck here. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like people will do that when they go, oh, I'm a visual learner or I'm an auditory learner. So, Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. not going to work for me to which I want to go, a learning style things has kind of been debunked. We should do an episode on that sometime. Um, do we all have, uh, natural talents that make some things easier than other things. Sure. But that doesn't mean that we can't then dive into and make ourselves stronger in different areas. Mm Y'all, I was terrible at doing layups. I can't even tell you how long it took me to learn how to do a layup, but I can tell you the day my coach went, Whoa, was that Pam? I heard him. (laughs) I heard you coach because I had finally got it. I had finally gotten the of a layup down. I'm talking basketball for those of you who don't know what a layup is. It, it took me years of practicing the steps of a layup before it became kind of a natural thing that I could kind of do. It might take some of us longer for, for us to build those connections than others. But once we know that there is a thing, once I saw Cameron, my oldest son, once I saw, heard, experienced what he was doing, I was like, the, What? Like I was mm-hmm. so intrigued. What I didn't do was go, well, I don't know why your brain does that, but this is what my brain did. I, I I didn't stop there. I was like, wait, I want to be you when I grow up, <laughs> my little kid. Mm-hmm. Like I want to, I, I have access to what you're doing. I can see the relationships you're using. I mean, it, it took some doing because I had to help him verbalize what he was doing. He's doing a lot just sort of natural. We've all talked about how we can do more than we can say. And so he was doing a bunch of stuff and me trying to get him to say it was a little like pulling teeth. You know, it was like, uh, I don't get it. Say it again. You know, okay, I'll give you another example. But I, I was not willing to say that's just what my brain does. And I guess that's what his does. No, Mm -hmm. I want to learn how to do a layup. Like I believe I have access to that. I can, I can do that layup and I can think mathematically the way that you are Mm -hmm. so much. So Kim, I have uh, this, this, such a strong memory. It's this visceral body memory that I was in a grocery store. I I don't know which one, but I can picture I was like the aisles, you know, where stuff is like on the shelves. And, and I, for some reason, I don't even remember why I had to do subtraction. And I don't know, maybe I, I I can't even tell you why, why would I do subtraction in a grocery store? But I remember thinking to myself, I now have different strategies to do this subtraction problem, but watching my mind's eye line mm-hmm. those numbers up and start mm-hmm. to do digit subtraction, start to do the, the traditional algorithm. And I, and I remember going, no, don't do that. And I yeah. literally like had to take my hands physically. I, I, I had to embody this. I had to grab those two numbers. Now they weren't like in the air, but I kind of put my hands in the air 
and I moved them to the side. So they weren't stacked on top of each other. And mm-hmm. I thought to myself, okay, if I can think about how far apart those numbers are, and then I shift them just a little bit. If you could see me right now, my hands are, are kind of like um, up in the air, like I'm karate chopping both hands. Like, yeah. And the, like one's representing the one number, the other one's representing the other number. And I thought to myself, if I can represent this subtraction problem as how far apart these numbers are, and then shift both of them up a little bit, and I moved both hands to the right a little bit, and I was like, oh, then it would be. And all of a sudden I could see both uh, numbers I'd shifted to. And mm-hmm. I could see them. And then clearly the difference was so obvious. It like became something like 203 minus 100. Bam! Mm-hmm. I mean, it was or 247 minus 100. I could just see the difference of 147. It's just yeah. like, but I had to, I had to almost physically take my body and go, don't do that brain. Yes. Like, brain, I'm going to do something different. And Kim, <laughs> it probably took me longer to stop walking in the store to put my hands in the air, stop the numbers from lining up, you know, tell myself I'm finding the difference, make my hands move to the side. And and, and then bam, there it was. It probably took me longer than I could have just done that digit traditional algorithm. Maybe. Yeah. But, but I was developing a mental pattern that I, it was worth it to me. I wanted to mathematize. I wanted to, have it be about my thinking. I wanted to think more sophisticatedly. I knew it was possible, but I had to do it. I had to make that choice to yes. body yes. that. Yeah. And and I think it was last episode that we talked about how when young kids are learning strategies, you at some point, it's okay to say to them, we're done counting. I, I mm-hmm. You've demonstrated to me, you, you've, we've talked about, you've given the experiences. I know, you know, these strategies. So we're going to, we're going to use those. You said to yourself, I have access to something else. And you said to yourself, don't do what you want, what you, you know, your brain wants to do. It has a tendency or a habit towards doing and made a different, a different choice. Um, yeah, and, absolutely. and you've mentioned before about how I said to you once that I don't always know right away how I want to tackle a problem <laughs> Yeah, or that, or that maybe I don't know like what the most efficient I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad that was, that was such a watershed moment for me to realize that you didn't, you didn't just know. Yeah. 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 So we are aware that we both kind of see a problem. We dig in and start working and sometimes we change our minds midstream and that's perfectly okay. And absolutely. That is the real work of a mathematician. And when you do that more and more of that real work, the stronger you become, the more those connections in your brain become stronger and more the inclination that you uh, have to use them, the more likely you are to use those connections the next time, especially just the inclination to, to, to think like to not yeah. just revert to some memorized yeah. steps like that, that inclination becomes stronger. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And when you're doing that, it probably also means that you're likely to be forming new habits, right? We have these mm-hmm. old habits mm-hmm. that we, we naturally gravitate towards, but, but when you do what you did and say, stop, I have access to other things. You're doing the work that then helps you form new habits. Um, it's not really a problem that your brain has an inclination or a tendency that's true for all of us, right? But sure. but when we want the number to influence the way that we think about problems, we need to acknowledge that we have power over that. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yep. one other note is that sometimes, well, maybe often, we have <laughs> teachers say to us that they have students who don't think in reason, or maybe they themselves say, like, I recognize that I have not been thinking and reasoning for quite some time. 
And you and I talk about how there's almost this expectation for strong numeracy to like grow overnight, right? Like I know that's the thing. Now I'm going to be good at it. Yeah, absolutely. And we recognize that sometimes we hear that there's this inclination where it's, it's not that kids are too stubborn or too unwilling. It's that they have these habits formed, just yeah. like I had. I had habits yeah. formed. And so in order to create a new habit, there needs to be a reason. Yeah. It's why so many of our students who haven't been successful dive in and they're often more interested um, than those students who have done fairly well with traditional methods to yeah. a certain point. Like it, we, we, we get students who haven't been successful. They're like, oh, like I can just think I could just use what I know. Yeah. And so yeah. they might be the ones that we actually see dive a little faster into real math versus the students who uh, have been tradi- uh, been successful just mimicking they mm. might be the ones that hold back a little bit. They might be the ones that are like, hey, like I could get an answer this way. I, I'm, I don't know what you're doing over there. I've got a method. Um, so if we can help them recognize that the goal isn't about getting answers, the goal is to build their brains to be able to think and reason more sophisticatedly. Ah, oh, like that's the conversations about becoming, mm-hmm. uh, coming up with the slick or the clever strategy that yeah. can help those students who might um, be a little bit less inclined. But also it's important to recognize it doesn't happen overnight, but we can shift that perspective overnight. Yeah. It's why we do the strings that we do. It's why we do yeah. the math when we, when, uh, when we work with a group, the first thing that we do with them is we dive in and have a mathematizing experience because yes. I, it, it's not, yeah. I don't just start talking at them. I don't just like pretend, Hey, let's, uh, it doesn't work. Like let's dive in, give them an experience so that they get a chance to go, Ooh, what are my mathematical habits? Yeah. 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 And you know, it makes me really grateful because I did do, you know, kind of some mathy things, but I didn't have a lot of, um, you know, I know we talk about, you know, I had family members who kind of did stuff. They, they were probably more silent about it than, you know, we, we definitely talked more than you did, but growing <laughs> up and doing, doing more math at school, I didn't have a ton of experiences talking about or or modeling my thinking. So it just makes me really, really grateful and feel so lucky to be a part of people, a, a group of people that enjoy having regular conversations, right? And we, we talk a lot with teachers and leaders who are working hard to grow themselves and how humble and like just being willing to say, I want to grow more and I want to do more and I want to change my current practice. It's just like, I can't even, I don't even have words for it. I just, I'm so honored to be a part of a group of people who do that um, because they're working to, to grow themselves and their students and change those habits through experiences. Yeah. And it's why I do the work I do. I honestly want to change the way we view and teach mathematics. And I want to help teachers and students not to have to do it on their own. And frankly, take the longer path that I did. Mm -hmm. You might Mm -hmm. see me now and go, whoa, I want to be like Pam. But y'all, it's been a journey. And and part of that journey was because I was diving into the research and I had to sift through all the less helpful stuff and like figure out what worked and experiment and then try new things. And and so in a huge way, I've paved the way for you by outlining what are the major strategies. And then we can put those up in front and I can say, ooh, not this, but that. And then you get a chance to, to sort of learn from all that experience. Um, it's, it's now my work to help you and your students 
become the mathematicians you can be. It's one of the reasons why it's so much fun for me to read yep. the comments in our message boards, because yep. it is amazing. I'll, I'll see often comments in the first module where people are like, oh yeah, let me, we'll ask people to put in the message board. What was your experience learning math? And they'll, you know, yeah. often they'll say, well, I, I wrote, memorized, I mimicked, but I want to learn. And yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and then as it goes, by the end of the the workshop, I've got people, bam, Pam, I can't tell you, I'm seeing numbers differently. I'm looking at problems with a whole new perspective. Yeah. My brain is now doing things differently. But you know, it, it took the course of of them diving in and actually doing yeah. the work, and 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 like you said. It's having so the experience it. to make those changes. Y'all, yeah. I would love it if you would help me help us change the world. If you want to give yourself an experience to create new habits, I'd invite you to check out the podcast and my workshops. They are so good, jam-packed for all that stuff. And let me just for a second talk to those of you teachers who, for whatever reason, would maybe be paying for some of that stuff on your own. Um, you are welcome to send me an email at pam at Tell me your story. And I bet, I bet we can find a way to make it possible for you to dive into more and more math is figureoutable stuff. Yep. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the Math is Figureoutable movement, visit mathisfigureoutable.com. Let's keep spreading the word that math is figureoutable. Thank you for listening and making math more figureoutable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central. Math teaching, math teaching, go register now. That's mathisfigureoutable.com slash challenge. Join us to make math more and more figureoutable. And if you can't join live, register and we'll send you access to the recordings. We'll see you there.